Welcome back to the Power for All podcast, a forum for leaders in the fight to end energy poverty. I'm William Brent. In this episode, we're joined by Stefan Mager and Philip Bletchinger. Stefan is a project manager at German development agency GIZ, focusing on the link between scaling renewable energy in Africa and achieving climate impact. Philip is head of the off-grid systems unit at Reiner Lemoyne Institute, working on a range of international projects on energy access and island energy supply. Recently, GIZ, RLI, and the Greenworks published the first study to quantify the impact decentralized renewable energy solutions can have in addressing the climate crisis. Stefan and Philip, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, William, for the kind introduction. Nice to be here. Yeah. Yes, thank you also from my side, and I'm happy to be on board for this interview. Great. Well, let's go. Um, so small distributed renewable energy solutions, I would say, have mostly been absent from the climate discussion up until this point. The focus has been on gigatons. How do you mitigate gigatons of emissions? Small distributed energy solutions typically do not uh, factor into that discussion. Um, but also because there's been absence of any data on the link between deploying these smaller distributed solutions and what their climate mitigation impact can be. So with this new study that you're coming out with, uh, what did you find in the research on the link between emissions reductions and off-grid or decentralized renewable energy? Yeah, thanks William for this question and, and absolutely true. And we were also disturbed that uh, small distributed renewable energy solutions are not within the climate debate and within the climate community at the moment. And we wanted to change this by producing data to pave the way for an informed discussion on the role of decentralized renewable energy in climate. And we found data that proves that extensive use of off-grid solutions for electrifying the still unelectrified could save up to 870 million tons of CO2 equivalent between 2017 and 2030. And interestingly, most of these emission savings come from quickly electrifying the unelectrified as their extensive use of kerosene is a major source of greenhouse gas emission in that context. And to, to pin it down, um, the specific numbers we calculated uh, for emission reductions in 2030 underline two main findings. No access to electricity is more polluting than off-grid electricity access, quite clear. And grid-based electrification is by far more polluting than off-grid electricity. Yes, and to add on what Stefan said, uh, we think that electrification itself can be seen as a mitigation measure, especially if you're focusing on renewable off-grid technologies. And what we found is um, due to the low electricity demands of the households, the relative per capita emissions will remain very low, even if electrified and will range from 50 to 10 kilogram CO2 emissions per year per capita. And so this range, what we found is based on electrification scenarios, where we compare different on-grid and off-grid um, scenarios. And even in the high demand case, SDG7, which means um, access to electricity for all, which for us means um, electrifying more than 1 billion people, including um, population growth until 2030, can be achieved with only minimal annual 
greenhouse gas emissions added, which are around 40 million tons per year. When we focus progressively on off-grid technologies. So choosing this progressive way would save about 120 million tons per year compared to a business as usual scenario. And even if we say that this in a global perspective is not a high number in the greenhouse gas emission discussion, we think that every contribution counts and this can be a pathway or blueprint for other countries to follow to see how strongly emissions can be reduced and still we can achieve universal electrification. Thanks. So basically, we're talking about uh, nearly one gigaton of emissions reduction between now and 2030, over the next decade, about 120 million tons per year. You mentioned kerosene, but I didn't hear you mention diesel. Did you look at, uh, at diesel as well? So I would briefly step in here. So the um, main source we currently assume under the climate um, development mechanisms are kerosene uh, for the so-called unelectrified people. That's, uh, we are pretty sure that they also use uh, diesel generators uh, in so-called nanogrids. So we would also substitute those, but it was hard to quantify them. So we, um, um, we used these um, calculation metrics according to the CD CDM uh, method. Great, thanks, thanks, Philip. Um, so we're at an interesting time right now uh, with national governments preparing to update their nationally determined commitments uh, to the Paris Agreement, how much emissions they're willing to reduce uh, uh, as part of that agreement. Um, given what you found around the impact that decentralized renewable energy can have on, on the emissions side, what is the, the thinking from RLI and GIZ about how distributed clean energy fits into these NDCs, these nationally determined commitments? Thanks for, for this question, William. And we think that there's a perfect or very well fit of these two things. Um, we know that um, national electrification planning um, or the link from national planning to international climate policy can be very well done by the so-called nationally determined contributions, the NDCs. And on top of that, and this is uh, also very interesting for developing countries is that NDCs are used as a key instrument to inform about financial as well as capacity building and technology transfer support needs. And what we, we found is that with regard to off-grid renewable energy, currently at the moment, developing countries have been very reluctant to provide information about targets and needs for these technologies in their current NDCs. Um, interesting numbers. Um, out of the 182 submitted NDCs uh, we currently have, only 25 refer to off-grid solutions. And the majority of these NDCs refer to off-grid solution within their mitigation targets. And only four countries, Ethiopia, Mali, Mauritania, and Uganda, reflect off-grid solutions in the context of adaptation and increased resilience. And our message is quite clear here in that context. Um, based on the numbers we found and uh, um, the opportunities of grid solutions provide for electrification, 
we think that these countries, these developing countries, should increase um, the off-grid components in these NDCs to inform about support needs and uh, to reflect the potential uh, of off-grid off renewable energy solutions for reaching their climate targets and their contributions to, to uh, reducing global warming. Yes, and what is also important when we speak about these commitments is that we speak about uh, financing needs and uh, initial investments we would um, see to achieve these goals of SDG 7 um, in our study. Uh, we took this again uh, on, uh, on our agenda and um, started to calculate for the different electrification scenarios. And if you assume that uh, until 2030 we will have universal electrification for all, this will lead to a range from 400 to 600 billion US dollar initial investments, depending on the load scenarios we assume. So the lower number is if you think about an electrification level of tier two or tier three, according to the multi-tier framework of the World Bank and the 600 billion US dollar reflect a higher demand scenario, speaking about minimum of tier three or tier four electrification. And if we, in these scenarios, uh, again, choose a very progressive pathway and um, encourage a strong use of solar home systems and mini grids, these numbers can even be reduced. And in a low demand scenario can be reduced by 30% and in the higher demand scenario still by 5%. So in conclusion, we found that choosing a progressive off-grid electrification strategy, especially for a low demand scenario, leads to investment needs of 20 billion US dollars annually, mainly for solar home system and mini grids. And so these 20 billion US dollars, we should um, encourage also the climate financing to look into electrification with off-grid systems, with distributed renewables to collect as much um, financing as possible to quickly achieve this electrification and therefore also these climate targets. That's great. Thank you. So, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of conversation. I mean, these are not, these numbers are, are so helpful, I think, for us to, as an in sector to, to be able to refer to now that, that you have produced them. Uh, but I think there's also something that, that, uh, tends to get lost in the conversation around decentralized renewable energy. Um, and that is basically that, you know, and for good reason, the international community is, is focused on mitigation. So in other words, emissions reductions. Uh, but we also know that uh, the people who currently lack access to electricity are also the people who are most vulnerable to climate change. And this, this gets to the, the, the question of, are decentralized renewable energy solutions more important from a mitigation perspective, or are they actually critical uh, in terms of adapt climate adaptation? Are we under um, emphasizing the role uh, that these solutions, these decentralized renewable energy solutions, off-grid solutions can play in reducing the impact of climate change on these vulnerable communities so or in other words you know can we build more climate resilient energy infrastructure um, that allows for these communities that are currently without electricity to get through climate change in a more 
um, humane way? The answer is, is easy and clear. It is yes, uh, William. And uh, we say in our study, with regard to all those things, mitigation, adaptation, resilience, off-grid electrification is definitely the smarter solution compared to uh, grid extension and business as usual electrification. And especially because uh, um, off-grid solutions provide not only greenhouse gas emission reductions, but also a lot of adaptation services. And let me shortly elaborate on this. Um, nowadays, off-grid solutions come with productive use appliances. And these productive use appliances increase the ability of the users to adapt to climate change. Um, two examples, two sectors, uh, first of all, very obvious, the, the uh, agriculture sector. Um, we see, based on decentralized renewable energy, um, new opportunities for irrigation, solar pumping, um, for processing equipment in agriculture, like food shoppers, treasures, grinders, dryers. And all those productive use appliances help to improve uh, farming under the condition of climate change. And, and quite interestingly, this equipment I mentioned is nowadays already packed with solar-based off-grid uh, products that are uh, distributed in rural areas. Um, another example comes from the, from the commercial sector or how we say it, uh, that decentralized renewable energy um, provide opportunities for extended commercial services in rural areas. Uh, for instance, based on improved access to information um, uh, and on uh, extended uh, operation times, uh, potential to mechanization uh, for easy business, uh, preservation of products and enhanced communication, there is a huge potential for new business models in rural areas. Uh, we have or see the ability to broaden the income uh, of those rural economies and um, these things indirectly improve the ability of these communities to adapt to climate change. And therefore, uh, we say uh, it's very smart uh, to electrify with off-grid um, because this is what the people need to adapt to climate change. Yes, and this is also true for the uh, public sector, let's call it in this way. So um, if you also look into like healthcare, education, uh, decentral renewables can help to quickly electrify critical services here, which also increases the resilience of communities. So it's not only on the um, economic development, but also on the um, development of uh, infrastructure in terms of, um, as I said, healthcare or education or also administrative offices can have um, an improved uh, infrastructure in terms of information sharing for um, improving the, the resilience of the community uh, to extreme weather events or to uh, change climate patterns. And so we have this uh, definite impact of electrification by off-grid systems for the resilience of the community, but we also find that the systems themselves are more resilient compared to a grid extension or to compare to fossil-based electrification as we find them more decentralized. So we don't have an um, impact on transmission grids um, if there's an extreme weather event. So we will have 
decentral supply which allows us to cater critical loads also in times of um, critical events so we found in conclusion that these distribution uh, distributed energy systems and off-grid technologies not only enhance the resilience of the community but also themselves are more resilient compared to the effects of climate change than the conventional electrification. I understand that the research is not yet published, but will be coming out uh, before the end of the year. So we'll be very anxiously looking forward to seeing that. And just thanks so much for giving us a sneak peek on the Power for All podcast. And uh, I'm sure our listeners will be excited to see the, the full research when it comes out. Thank you both uh, so much for the insights uh, and the really important uh, work that you're doing uh, to strengthen this connection between the uh, off-grid sector and uh, climate. So very grateful, thanks so much. And thanks again from, from my side for the opportunity to, to share the results of our study here on your platform. Yeah, thank you as well. It was great having us and um, we're always interested in discussing and sharing the results of the study. So this was the reason we put all the work into it. So we're happy to share it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power for All podcast. You can listen to previous episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Find them all and more resources on our website, www.powerforall.org. Thanks.